things to see, do and ask on an open day. The importance of checking your email and careers advice from Barack Obama. I'm Jonathan Tinnaker and this is Better Uni Choices. This week we talk university open days. I use my 20 years of experience organising open days to help you see beyond the obvious, to make sure you see, do and ask about all the really important stuff. We also discover a simple truth about universities and email, and we hear from one of the finest politicians ever to walk the planet. So we start with things to see, do and ask at a university open day. Open days were always one of my favourite parts of working at a university, I loved seeing everyone arrive on campus, all with a sense of excitement and anticipation about what this intriguing place might hold in store for them in the future. I loved working with a team of staff and student ambassadors, doing our very best to show off our university and giving future students just a small glimpse into what their next steps could look like. Of course, we try to show our university in the best possible light, and it's for that reason that I've written this. A few tips on how to understand what they're showing you and when to ask for more or to see things a little differently. We'll start with uh, departmental talks and events. At the heart of every open day will be a talk by the department that you're interested in. When you plan your day, this should be the first thing in your itinerary. The admissions tutor, or perhaps a course leader, will tell you what you'll study on the course. They'll almost certainly focus on what they think are the exciting bits, like field trips and placements. They'll give you an overview of the course structure, so you know when you'll have options and the choices to make. You might have a section on applying, the process, entry grades and other tips. If they're really on the ball, they'll have a current student who will give you their insights, though sadly this isn't as common as it should be. Now, they will make assumptions about what you know and may gloss over important stuff. So when you get the chance, make sure you ask about the weekly class load, how many classes per week, how often are assessments and assignments, and those exciting bits like field trips, exactly how often do they happen, and are there any additional costs. There may be an opportunity to ask questions at the talk, but they may also have a stand somewhere or an opportunity to chat over coffee. And if they don't have a student presenting, you should make it your business to find one to talk to and find out how their experiences match the promise. Campus tours. Well, the other must-do on an open day is the obligatory campus tour. These will be done by student ambassadors. These students will typically have gone through a selection process and some training. They'll probably be paid, and while they won't normally work to a script, they will have been given clear guidance on what to show you and some key issues to discuss. They won't have to say nice things all the time, in fact they will be encouraged to be authentic, but they'll definitely want to show their university in a positive light, particularly when addressing a whole group. Depending on the size and layout of the campus, tours will generally include the library, one or two main lecture theatres, the students' union, some university catering, plus some other university support facilities, such as the careers, counselling and special needs support services. If they are co-located, the tour might include sports facilities and accommodation, though sometimes these will be separate. Now, sure, you'll spend a lot of your time on campus, but you'll also spend time elsewhere. So make sure you ask about typical travel between the city centre, halls and campus. Where in the town do students live relative to campus? And how often will you need to be on campus and or visit other sites? What you can also do is chat to this tour guide between stops. They'll generally love having the chance to speak individually and will be far more open one-to-one than they will in the group. Now accommodation tours. 
Normally the accommodation will be a little way off the main campus, or at least away from the main academic buildings, so there will normally be a separate tour. If you're moving away from home to study, this will be a big deal for you. Universities will have many different types of accommodation, but they can't show it all on open days. They'll normally open up just two or three different residences. Some will show the nicest and newest rooms. Others might just show you the closest, most convenient option. Others will just let the ambassadors show you their own rooms. And sometimes they'll do the right thing and they'll show you a range from the cheapest to the most expensive. So once you've seen what they have to show, don't be afraid to ask awkward questions like, what is it really like to live there? What is the food like? Individually, student ambassadors will be pretty honest about this. And what you also really want to know is, what are the other residences like? So ask the ambassadors how they compare. Check the locations of the different halls and ask about travel between them. You'll also want to know what the application deadlines are. What's the likelihood of getting your first choice? And what guarantees do they offer? There is currently a genuine shortage of suitable student accommodation in virtually every major university city. So a first year guarantee of accommodation is a big deal. Now, what about careers? Well, sometimes a departmental talk will cover careers extensively. This is a really good sign that the department takes your future seriously. But normally, they will also have separate careers talks run by the careers service. Every university will have a careers service who provide careers advice, support, events, plus work experience opportunities for their students. Of course, they'll tell you about all of this. Plus, if their graduate careers outcome data is any good, they'll give you some data. Normally, these will be what are called first destinations. That's a snapshot of where students are 15 months after graduation. Or, if they don't have good data, they'll keep quiet about it and give examples of successful graduates and careers they've gone into. Now, the problem with graduate data is that it really doesn't tell you anything about what you might actually do in the long term. 15 months is the blink of an eye in your career. So don't get too excited or too worried by the data. Instead, look for where you are going to get all the knowledge, experience, skills and contacts that you will need to succeed. You see, if you graduate with just your academic degree, you'll be in a whole world of trouble getting a job. What you need when you're looking for your first graduate job is a way to show that you can apply your knowledge and take responsibility for your work and your development. This doesn't normally happen in the classroom. So you want to ask the university where this extra stuff does happen. Exactly what opportunities do the career service provide? If internships, then how many? How competitive are they? How well are they paid? What voluntary opportunities are available? What is available in the students' union? What does each department do to support its students in gaining experience beyond the classroom? Now, most university open days will also have a series of talks covering everything from UCAS to student welfare, finance, etc. It goes without saying that you might want to go to a couple of these. Student finance is the same anywhere, so go to one but don't go to a finance talk at each university you visit. UCAS and personal statement talks are probably much the same too, though they will pitch these at the level of competitiveness that they have for their own courses. Student life and student support, however, can be real differentiators for you, so I definitely suggest having these on your radar. Student support and welfare is tricky, because right now you probably don't expect to have any problems, unless you already have a diagnosed special need. 
However, it's worth knowing how long, for example, a referral for counselling might take, or how straightforward it is to access hardship funds if you find yourself in real difficulty. If they cover this in the talk, then it is a good sign. If they don't, then feel free to push them on the details. With Student Life Talks, you just need to realise that everyone's experience is different. It's literally impossible to get a definitive view from just one student. So speak to as many as you can to get all the different perspectives. Now I want to talk a little bit about the organisation of the day. For some universities, you see, the Open Day is a key marketing event and the university will spend a lot of money on it. For other universities, it might not be given the same priority and, believe it or not, some staff might even see it as a hindrance to their daily work. You'll see this through the way they organise it and by the effort they put into the event. Some universities will be brilliantly organised, sending out super useful information before, easy registration on the day, plus useful follow-up after the event. They'll have helpful information desks, good clear signage and plenty of ambassadors who will be well trained. Other universities will be less so, with only brief information beforehand, poor signage, no registration process so they might not even know if you came along, and ambassadors who aren't sure what they should be doing. Others may do lots of frivolous stuff, free goodie bags, balloons and entertainment to ensure you enjoy the day and have a memento of your visit. I expect you'll find it no surprise that I'm not a fan of gimmicks. Free water bottles and balloons are just that, gimmicks that should have no bearing on your choice. However, if a university can deliver a well-organised event with attention to detail that gives you everything you were looking for, then it is a sign of an institution that cares about the applicant experience. It also suggests a university that will invest in your experience as an undergraduate student. Similarly, if a university can't organise an open day well, I think you can legitimately take it as a bad sign. I'd like to finish with a couple of final thoughts. Firstly, the importance of gut feelings versus the importance of the detail. Now, clearly, the main point of going to an open day is to find out whether you can see yourself living and studying there. Trust your gut on this. You will know whether it feels right. If it does feel right, then it's time to start digging into the details, using all the suggestions I've made above. If it doesn't feel right, you can put it down to experience. Learn what you can from the day and head home knowing that you've just had a really useful day ruling out a university from your search. And a thought about parents. It's really helpful to have parents on board. But if you are a parent, please don't make this day all about your questions and interests. And if you are a student, don't let your parents take over. Use your initiative to plan the day that you want and see the things that you are most interested in. For both of you, I'd suggest taking a good chunk of the day where you go your separate ways and see different things. This will enable you both to have your questions answered without taking away from each other's experience. When you meet back up, you can compare notes. Most of all, though, as you head off to different open days around the country, I hope you have a fantastic time exploring the weird and wonderful world of university life. Just remember that you don't need to learn everything about a university in one visit. If this is a place that you like, Think of the open day as a first date. There will be plenty of opportunity to get to know the university better over the coming months. So on to this week's Did You Know? Well, universities will communicate with you almost exclusively through email for important matters like offers, acceptance conditions, accommodation and more. 
So however much you don't want to bother with your email, you need to start regularly checking your inbox, plus your spam or junk folders. And put your chosen universities in a safe sender list. And when writing to them by email, it's usually a good idea to approach them relatively formally if you want to get the best response. And this week's quote of the week comes from Barack Obama, hands down my favourite politician. Early in the summer, he spoke with LinkedIn about work and careers. He articulated perfectly the one trait that I have always valued most in my colleagues and team members. Just learn how to get stuff done, he says. And what I mean by this is, I've seen at every level, people who are very good at describing problems, people who are very sophisticated in explaining why something went wrong or why something can't get fixed. But what I'm always looking for is, no matter how small the problem or how big it is, someone who says, let me take care of that. If you project an attitude of whatever it is that's needed, I can handle it and I can do it, whoever is running that organisation will notice, I promise. And which is why I think young people, you don't always need to be so impatient asking for the plum assignment. A lot of times, the best way to get attention is whatever is assigned to you, you're just nailing it. You are killing it. Because people will notice, oh, that's someone who can get things done. Intrigued about what else Barack has to say? Just search for Barack Obama, Modern Work on YouTube. The interview is about 15 minutes long and well worth your time. Next week, we ask the question, just how ambitious should you be with your initial five UCAS choices? Thanks for listening. See you next week. 